Um, I remember growing up in church, and every Christmas, it used to make me laugh, even as like a seven-year-old, they would pray the prayer, Father, we pray this Christmas will not become dulled by familiarity. <laughs> and yet we prayed it every Christmas. And even as a seven-year-old, like I could pick up the irony. In <laughs> as a child, in my earliest nativity memory was I really wanted to play Mary. And it wasn't going to have it because uh, there was a girl in class and she had blonde hair, blue eyes, and she was going to get it. <laughs> Do it. Go on. What's your favourite Christmas song, has it? Uh, mine is... It's Christmas! <laughs> Welcome to Around the Fire, a space for conversations to nurture hearts and build lives following Jesus, thinking more deeply about big ideas and how to apply them. We usually ask you to imagine that you are sat with friends around the fire at the bottom of the garden. Maybe it's the end of summer, maybe you've had a great day, conversation's been moving, flowing, you're comfortable, settled in the good stuff is happening. Well, today, you do not have to imagine that you're with friends because we are with friends. Yay. We have some special guests and friends with us today. If you have watched the previous two episodes in this series, you will notice that uh, a special guest has left. They're not with us today. <laughs> Ryan is okay. He's yeah, not he's upset not, with anyone. Yeah, he hasn't like, um, left. Just some real hell. life has happened and uh, his commitment and investment, all the good stuff from Ryan was in the first two. Um, and so he said, you can fend for yourselves for the other two. Um, <laughs> on your own. On your own. He'll send me an email about that in his own time. Um, but we are here. This is part of our Advent collection. We're thinking about some things through Christmas time to help us find and follow Jesus. So Sarah, um, tell us all the bits that I've forgotten, all the things we need to know. And then I wonder if we can introduce friends and guests that we have with us today. Yeah, Please. absolutely. So we're part of Elim Life Church. We're based in North Birmingham. And we just love to have those conversations about what does it look like to find and follow Jesus in the wild? Um, and you're invited to be a part of that journey, a part of that community. And we are going to be unpacking some ideas around the wonder of Christmas. So go back and watch or listen to the first two episodes. And we are now on episode three. We're not coming as experts on a panel. Uh, we're coming as friends who are having a conversation. And so I think we're going to start this end and introduce ourselves. Um, but you have to introduce yourself in a way that you haven't yet introduced yourself. Obviously, you can give us your name, uh, but we need you to think of another way to describe yourself. So over to you. Wow, put me on the spot. Thanks. Um, I am John, and um, a way to introduce myself. I um, uh, very handsome. <laughs> Thank you. No, I am. I'm just. Uh, I've just started to learn to ride a motorbike. Brilliant. There nice. it is. Yeah. Nice. That's it's exciting. <laughs> okay, I feel like we just need to say we have just had lunch, and so um, please be gracious and loving and kind towards us. Thank you. We're digging deep wells in this episode. You know, I'm, that's a really heavy question, the second part. I'm Lisa. I know that bit. Good. Um, Good. Just strong. I know. That's strong. That's strong. Another thing. <clears throat> um, another thing. What was your favourite episode uh, that you've ever featured on that's been on? TV. Terrestrial TV. Oh, gosh. Now I wish I'd have thought of You're something. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, my Fragile Heart. Nice. Mm, good. Amazing. That's it. Um, I could do all this uh, in Faroese uh, if, if you wanted to, but I, I think we would lost the crowd for that. Um, <laughs> and, unless they're Faroese, in yeah, which right. case they'll be unless like, Unless the one person in unless the history of mankind. What, like, what are you saying, Isaac? The only one person No, from because there's like 50,000 people okay. in the world okay. that speak Faroese. Hi, you're this. Hi, Daniel. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> hey, mum and dad. No jokes. Um, <laughs> but that's actually his mum and dad's name. Uh, <laughs> um, 
I was actually part of the newest James Bond. Ooh. Come what? on. Yeah. Wow. Um, it was filmed in the Pharaohs. So, um, so the last couple of scenes, uh, I was a part of. Very wow. exciting. Welcome, yep. Isaac. And my name is Isaac, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just helped you out then. I was like, welcome, yeah. Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't see that. Should we start that again? No, okay, keep going. Let's go. <laughs> we are in Christmas mode. Um, you can see from the trees and the festive tone. Um, and so to kind of help us think about that, there are things happening in community. We've got devotionals. We've got gathered spaces. We've got moments. We've got things that are happening. And there are four words that have been kind of significant to us in mm. planning all of that and praying about all of that and bringing all of these things together. And that's what these episodes have been. Um, but we also, while we're putting people on the spot and uh, after lunch making Lise work way harder than she wants to. Um, she didn't sign up for this, people. <laughs> she did not sign up for this. Um, just to kind of get the Christmas things moving, um, we haven't done this yet, but we're going to do favourite Christmas carol, Yeah, right? or song, if you prefer. Or song, if you prefer. But, um, Lisa, we'll give you a bit more time, so we'll send it over to Sarah. No, I've got Sarah. it, I've got Can it, I've you, got oh, it. Lisa, go, go, go. She's on it, she's on it. I've woken up now. She's in. Go, um, Lisa, go. So my favourite song has to be Last Christmas, George nice. Michael. Oh. Nice. nice. Good. Good. Beautiful. John? Thank you. Um, I'm a big fan of kind of like getting the fire on in my lounge and snuggling down at Christmas. So yep. for me, it's uh, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Nice. Nice. I like the vibe of that one. Oh. Nice. nice. Yeah. That's I like good. a late night Christmas Eve, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Ooh. Very good. Bit of minor chords. Yeah. Very Beautiful. Good. Very good. Um, I like a bit of joy to the world. That's always nice. You I don't. like that one. I, uh, well. yeah. <laughs> no. Genuine shock. I've, oh, oh, we're losing oh. set here, everybody. Um, I've jumped in there because... Um, do you want to do it? Do it. Go on. What? What's your favourite Christmas song, Isaac? Uh, mine is... It's Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, all for the, day. Sorry for all everybody. Day. Uh, all day. All day. I thought I am in Birmingham. I might as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, come let us adore him. It's actually yeah, my, come on. Uh, That's the real bring answer. It, bring it back. <laughs> all Michael Bublé to bring it back. the answer. We really want this to be community and engaging and interactive. So not just amongst ourselves here, but amongst the community online. And so if you have any questions or reflections or ideas or feedback, we would love you to be in touch with us. So you can get in touch with us. Give us your questions via podcast at elimlifechurch.co.uk um, or you can DM us on socials. Great. Thank you. So the four kind of themes and ideas and thoughts that we've been having are creativity, beauty, wonder and glory and so today we're going to spend a bit of time thinking about wonder mm. um sarah could you lead us into that conversation could you kind of help share with us what we as team have been thinking about and yeah. um, kind of give us some some hooks into this idea yeah so um we started planning christmas in our community in august yep. maybe yep. um and we did the whole thing we had christmas jumpers christmas music um we couldn't source mince pie sadly mm -hmm. um but we started to think about this question of how would we explain christmas to someone who had never experienced christmas before how could we you know if an alien suddenly landed on the planet and you had to describe christmas what would we do and through that conversation we came up with this idea of the wonder of christmas that um the wonder of who Jesus is, the wonder of Jesus coming to the earth, the wonder of all of those who were invited into the story, the wonder of why he came. And, and we came up with this idea that the wonder of Christmas is clarity in the story, so we have confidence in the Savior. And so rather than having these conversations retrospectively, we're having them ahead of time, because we really want to hear from 
our brilliant guests some yep. of their thoughts and ideas around these things. And so today, this particular one is about this idea of wonder. And I've been thinking about how the, the birth of Jesus is the wonder of wonders, right? Mm. If we think about... Um, God, creator of the universe, uh, maybe the descriptions we might think, I think we've described some of them before, of king or father or savior or creator. And yet there's this beautiful sense of God coming and being with us right. and wanting to draw us to himself. And so the birth of Christ is this wonder of wonders. But I wonder if sometimes in the busyness, often legitimate of a Christmas season or an Advent season, in the hustle and the bustle, in the parties. I'm a big fan of parties. The school plays, not so much the presents, yay. Um, it, be, it can become like stressful and all those kind of things. So how do we keep that sense of the wonder of who Jesus is and, and what the season's about in the midst of all those valid and legitimate things? Um, and how do we how do we rediscover, perhaps, as we come back to something that may, for lots of people, be really familiar? It's the same kids wearing the tea towel on the head for the shepherds. It's the, the same few carols or songs, you know, even you go into a department store or somewhere or in a lift and it's the same kind of music. So how do we, how do we keep that sense of wonder? Or if we've never had it, how do we find that sense of wonder in the Christmas narrative? I throw that open. Great. How do we find wonder? Um, I remember growing up in church, and every Christmas, it used to make me laugh, even as like a seven-year-old, they would pray the prayer, Father, we pray this Christmas will not become dulled by familiarity. <laughs> and yet we prayed it every Christmas. And even as a seven-year-old, like I could pick up the irony. In <laughs> nice. And um, I think something that we've, we've uh, spoken about in, in our church community is um, the difference between being an expert and an explorer. Okay. And so uh, when you're an expert, you know all the answers. You've got it all there. People come to you to glean the knowledge that you have. And, and I just wonder whether um, in, in, in some of our approaches towards um, God and our faith and um, for us as a church, it was stepping into new vision as leaders, kind of not knowing where we were going ourselves and admitting that. Um, uh, just saying, what's it look like to be explorers again? Mm. What's it look like to, to come to this story as an explorer rather than, I know it all, I've, I've heard it a million times. Um, and within that, asking, you know, saying to God, I'm, I'm coming with this attitude as an explorer. What is it that you want to say to me? What is it that you want to speak into my life? What right. is it that you want to say through this, this amazing wonder of wonders? Mm. Um, yeah, just a thought. It's great. Yeah. It's like there's a danger in the familiarity of it. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and I think, I don't know, somehow that the nativity has played a part in that. It's kind of removed it from the, the wonder, in a way, because you see that repetitive um, picture over and over again, um, that it does take it away um, from the, the, the miracle that happens and the wonders that happen within that story. And I suppose, well, specifically because of doing this, you know, you kind of, you reread the story and... Um, I think it's just like looking for the, the little details. Um, like for me, it was like, okay, well, why did he send an angel? Mm. Um, and, and the idea of the heavenly host. Yeah. You know, there isn't a lot of description about the heavenly host, but yeah. I was trying to like imagine, you know, what did that look like? Mm. And what is that? Um, yeah. So just trying not to tread on the familiar path, but trying to revisit it um, in a way for yourself maybe and putting yourself in that situation to kind of see it freshly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's beautiful. Um, I find, 
you know, things that are really familiar, especially in like a church context or the, the Christian walk uh, context. I heard somebody say recently, and I thought it was really beautiful, that, you know, when you read uh, in Revelations, it talks about all the elders and all the kings like throwing down their crowns and, you know, uh, it's, it's a part of Revelation that says that they're looking at, at God and, and then you just say, holy, holy, and they fall down to their knees and uh, you th- cast their crowns down. And then they like gather themselves together and stand back up. And somebody explained it to me like this, and I think it's a really beautiful picture, is like God, like a, if you imagine a diamond and, um, and light shines through, right? And then, you know, diamond's got different multifaceted. And so it turns different sides for you to see. And you're like, oh, I didn't know that that existed. Like, wow, that's why they're like, holy, holy. like they fall right, right. down and they throw that. Like, wow, right. I didn't know about that. And like, and then they get back up and like, wow, like, wow. And then it like turns again and you're like, oh, I've never seen that part. And I think that's why it's such an integral part of the Christian walk to be in awe and wonder of who God is because you can dig from now till eternity in his word and who he is. You can always find something special, something new, something that he has hid from you because it's such an incredible, exciting thing to go on the expedition to go find the thing. And that's what keeps us like driving into him and just saying, wow, I never knew. Like you can't exaggerate God. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, if, if you say something outrageously good, he's going to be better. Yeah. Like, if you, it's more than you can ask, dream, or imagine, right? So if you can imagine it, it's too small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's who God is. And so it's like that wonder of what, wow, like, this is the God. And it just, for me, it gives me, like, a, just a fresh sense of hope that that God, the creator of heaven and earth, the almighty would come and present himself as a baby. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. In the middle of nowhere. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, like... Like, like kings from other places understood because they'd been around royalty enough they understood this is something serious yeah. this is something real and I think kids and tea towels is amazing because like we, we go through <laughs> that like but if you have a perspective of like this was this is the being yeah. that said actually I'm going to present myself as the lowest of low so that there's nobody that will be excluded mm. yeah and then you like it kind of gives you like wow what? Yeah. Like yeah. you yeah. must be God yeah. Yeah. for you to have such a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. And so that's mm-hmm. what for me, Christmas and wonder like helps. Yeah. Um, and I love what you're doing actually. What, what is you've grounded something that's familiar and one part of God's story, yeah. grounding it in the whole of God's story. Yeah. So when, when we were reminded that you know God created the world, there's, there's a fall, um, and, and a part of that story is that God is coming to redeem humanity. Yeah. Yeah. We start to see it in a bigger picture, and, mm. and you get lost in the wonder of, of God's plan and how he's working mm. that through. Um, and I think just people that are engaging with this podcast, mm. you know, that's one way we can in, embrace wonder yep. is, is yep. He, you know, I'm hearing you talk about God, and I'm like, you're someone who... Um, is clearly captivated by the wonder of God because I, as I hear it, mm. you're not faking it. You, mm-hmm. you, you live it, and it's, it's 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 hearing that other people share their experience, and that, that yeah. stirs something in me. Hearing mm. you talk about the wonder of God, yeah, and it, and it is in the Word. I mean, yeah. the more you um, the more you delve into it, the more you read, the more you're intentional in terms of how you approach it, and and. Um, approaching it with curiosity mm. and wanting to to see something different mm. um, that the wonder presents itself to you yeah. um, but I kind of still i don 't know that I'm, I'm, as, as you were speaking, I was like thinking about you know when did when did I lose that wonder or yeah. how did that wonder get kind of squashed 
Um, and I, I kind of, I think about, you know, as a, as a child in my earliest nativity memory was I really wanted to play Mary <laughs> and it wasn't going to have it because uh, <laughs> there was a girl in class and she had blonde hair blue eyes and she was going to get it and she did I mean, and we'll no. just leave <laughs> the historical inaccuracy no. of that alone she did look she was very she looked like I mean now I think yeah but I could have I could have done so that Mary but, um, <laughs> but you know but I played and I kid you not I will bring it back to Wonder, but it's there somewhere. <laughs> but I played the donkey's hooves. Wow. The hooves. Wow, that's specific. Wow. That's <laughs> not level. Not even the whole Listen, donkey. Did you know that that was a part in the <laughs> wow. story? Wow, donkey. What did you do for it? No, what did you do for it? I had the coconut. Of course. Uh, <laughs> And I literally had to, and I, I stood I on stage it. with it. And I, I mean, as the donkey came across, I can't remember what the donkey was, but I was like, you know. Wow. I have to say, my wonder wow. is being reimagined yeah, in this very moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, whoa, That's really who even yeah. knew? <laughs> well done, Lisa, primary so, school teacher. But, yeah, so maybe that was at the point at which, you know, there was no return, really, to that, to that Christmas it's story. Done. But right. um, yeah. kind of going back to what I originally said, you know, that I think it's, it's that, that curiosity, that mm. wanting to go back to something that is very familiar. Mm. Um, yeah. And knowing, like you said, that, that there's something there that, God wants to say to us as individuals mm. because you know when you, you if you go to church or you're listening or you're watching something on TV it's kind of like an ensemble thing but like within that there is that individual mm. spark there's that individual moment that you can find for yourself to kind of just refresh you and and bring you back into mm. um, the wonder of that moment mm. which is that God comes down in human form I know to save us right. yeah. and it's like it's outrageous that yeah. just, you know. There's something, I think, too, as we think on those things that... So Isaac and I were talking just before we kind of pressed all the, the big red buttons to record things about the superfluous nature of wonder and that it's unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Wonder's unnecessary. Like, that God could have created exclusively from and for function yeah. um, but chose not to. And so then how does that intersect with our uh, adventures with him well, how you approach this ancient document. So I agree with you, Lisa. I think there is one that in the, the word of God, the, the canon of, of our holy scriptures. But if you have been taught and told to approach them as an instructional document, yeah. how yeah. you live, mm -hmm. that you will read the nativity adventure once mm. and never come back to it because mm. yeah. there's, there's nothing informative or instructive or it's not going to tell you how to treat your neighbor or what yeah. to do for your tax return or how mm. to raise your kids or how to develop in community or like it it's superfluous mm. it, from a technical kind of yeah. assumption mm. of document but if you understand those documents are teaching and telling you the story of god and they're an invitation into wonder they're an invitation into like yeah. This is wild. Mm. Like this is to, to your point. Like the, the the creator, the the being. So in um, kind of real time when we're recording this, we are in a series in community at the moment in Exodus 34, and so it's fresh on my mind. The the idea of the I am yeah. to yeah, yeah. limit yeah. to yeah. like yeah. a defenseless like and uh, if you're kind of tracking with this, I hope I'm not offending you here, but like the defenseless. Uh, like worthless, vulnerable, least uh, of anything is vulnerable and is dependent on people who don't even know who he is yet. Yeah. We know that wow. Mary gets it, but like he's surrounded in community yeah. by people like, Mary, you need to chill out about this baby. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not the first baby ever born. You're, like, like, you're we treasuring all, came, all like, these things <laughs> in your heart. What's that about? Chill out. Like, we right get in it. Magnificat. So okay. like, first baby ever. Like, <laughs> calm down. We get it. Um, but for the I am to 
choose within the story of all things to be like, no, no, I, I want you to know this bit. I want, I want to do something in this moment that will captivate my creation for all time for them to see and understand what this is. And I think, I wonder then if you could all speak to us from what does, what part does wonder play in your existence? What part does wonder shape and if we think of it as superfluous, as we think of it as extravagant, as we think of it, we've touched on this in the previous two as well, and all of these elements um, are not just because it's Christmas, but there's an element of luxury or indulgence, or yeah. they're over the top, they're extravagant, they are, um, like, this is nard, right? This is, the vessel's yeah. been broken and been poured out, this is baked into these these ideas. Mm. Um, that's maybe a little bit inside baseball, if you'd, like, not as sad as we all are and <laughs> understand those references. <laughs> Speak but, like, for yourself. They, they, <laughs> This whole, it feels um, cyclical in terms of the extravagance, yeah. mm-hmm. um, which culturally is a complicated thing to have ownership of, especially in an employment kind mm. of relationship or in um, a community relationship or to like, how can I extravagantly put the bins out? <laughs> how can I luxuriously do the school run? How can I, you know, extravagantly love my neighbor? I mean, glitter, absolutely. Uh, not the glitter again. Um, <laughs> But I wonder if, for the, the three of you, you could speak to us about what shape wonder takes in your life and how it informs your following of Jesus. I think it goes back to two things that we, we've talked about. Is, the, is like the exploratory nature of what John was speaking about. And then I think like the childlike nature as well. Because there's something... I think wonder isn't the thing that happens to you. It's a mindset you carry. Nice. It's a, you can do anything with wonder, really. Uh, and I think sometimes in, like, gray, mundane, average, like, you know, you lose it. But if you just start thinking, like, what could this be? Or what, what like, what are other options mm. for this? Or, like, and, like, Jesus says, you can't come to me unless you're, like, yeah. children, right? Yeah. And I think Powerful. that's about the... I think that's about the childlike wonder of, like, wow, God, you're amazing. Because I think we very soon kind of gets beaten out of us culturally that mm. we we don't want to wonder at anything we want to look like we know it all yeah. we want to look like we've got it things together we want to look like we're keeping up with the joneses we want to look like all these things and so for you to be like wow i've never experienced it or i've never seen it like that before or, I've, I've i didn't know like mm. for you to do that is actually really vulnerable right mm. with your yeah. community yes yeah, and they're like do you not know that like that's usually yeah. the yeah. the kind of tone you get back and so you you, you feel like i don't want to put myself there again mm, right i don't want to be exploring again because i'm supposed to know this because i'm spo- we have all of these supposed like i'm over the age of you know supposed yeah. and supposed do you know what i mean so yeah, you think you're like, supposed I'm to be supposed an adult about this now you're supposed to be responsible yeah, yeah. exactly you're yeah. supposed to know what you're doing by this point in your supposed life and, to, yeah, yeah whatever it is and for me i i grew up like uh in missions and so when I was uh, 10, we'd lived in 16 different countries and there was always something to see. There was always like something like I didn't know, like what's mm. this and what's this culture do? And what's like, so it, it can be like, oh my God, it's like, it's really, I'm really fearful of like what this is. Or it can be like, what if? Mm. Yeah. And I think that hopeful what if mindset, if you use it in mm. like, what if when I went on a school run today, somebody got saved? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. what if I walked into, like, a mum spending her last money in the supermarket and Holy Spirit told me to give, like, a fiver? And, and so like, good. what if? 
Like, what if? Like, yeah. and that's, I think, the mindset that we're called to as, like, mm. kingdom people and yeah. Christians. But, yeah. Um, sorry, I'm very waffling on, but that's mm. kind that's of, crazy. like, you know, it's a mindset, I think. Yeah. 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 That's what I believe. Mm. Strong, man. Yeah. Shauna Nequist wrote a book a few years ago, um, and I found it so helpful picking up on the idea of, like, you should know this by now or you should be aware of this by now. And it's simply called, I guess I haven't learned that yet. Mm. And I, that has been a really helpful phrase yeah. to have in my mind, um, especially if you're in a position of responsibility or leadership in any way or you're wanting to um, be in charge of something or, mm. you know, you've, you have that responsibility. I think it's really interesting to go, oh, do you know, it's okay that I haven't learned that yet. It's okay yeah. because the universe is so huge exactly. and God is so limitless. Yeah. Of course, how arrogant would I have to be to think <laughs> that I should yeah. be right. able yeah, yeah. to contain Absolutely. all that knowledge yeah, yeah. by yeah. now? And once you let that stuff go and you go, Oh, I guess I haven't learned that yet. You mm. know, I, I, that I have found really when helpful. You, when you follow like an ultimate being, yeah, like you're okay to be in the learner seat. Yeah, right. Mm. But if yeah. you just like bang average, we're all the same. Like then you're like, well, I should have known something. Mm. So I love reading like Job, like when God asks Job the questions, like <laughs> where, where were you, you when you? I laid yeah. the foundation yeah, of the earth? Yeah. Like, mm. Where were you when I said ocean stop here? Where were you? And yeah. it's just like, oh, wow. Mm. This God that we follow is so grand. Like, mm. I wasn't there. I ain't got a clue what he's talking yeah. about. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's like really helpful yeah. Um, yeah. language, I think. It's great. I think on, on, on top of the kind of explorer idea, I think um, I just had this phrase going around in my head is uh, preoccupation is the enemy of wonder. Being preoccupied. Because mm. I, I think what can happen for me, certainly in the Christmas season, is my mind is on a million and one things right. that you miss what's happening in that moment. Mm. And just as you, you spoke there about... God, God introduces himself as saying, I am. Mm. Not, not he, we know he is, mm. he was, and he will be, but he says, I am. Mm. I'm in this moment right now. Mm. And this is where I am, and this yeah, is what right. I'm doing. Uh, and Moses' temptation probably is, well, this is where I've come from, and this is what you're sending me to, so yeah. I've got anxiety and depression. Uh, but right, right in the middle is where <laughs> I find <Moses>. God. <laughs> you know, but right in the middle is where I find God. Yeah. Um, and, and I think in, in the season where there is so much pulling you um, you know, to stand and just watch that nativity and embrace that moment mm. and find the wonder in it. Uh, for me, that's something I really struggle with is being present mm. and, and seeing God in those moments. But I think there's an invitation to wonder in that. Yeah. That's brilliant. And you see um, Anna and Simeon are, I think, two of my favorite characters for this idea of wonder because they can't believe that they've lived to see the day mm. where yeah. they've seen Jesus the Messiah. Like yeah, they, wow. when um, Mary and Joseph go to take Jesus and they do what they're supposed to do, part of the system and the culture they're part of. Um, and Anna and Simeon are just like minds blown that like, wow, we've lived to see this moment. They are praising God. They are telling everyone who can, would listen, like, come and see this baby. Like, come and see what's going on. Something really significant and wonderful mm. is happening. And I love Luke's description of Mary and Joseph's response in that in Luke 2, it says Jesus' parents were amazed mm. at what was being said about him. And, and even for them to, to be like, oh yeah, God, you are up to something. You are doing something. And we are getting more and more glimpses of it. But they don't know the fullness of it at right. this point yet yeah. either, yeah, right? right? They, we, we often look at these stories with the hindsight. We know what comes next. But mm. these, you know, Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and Zechariah and Elizabeth, they're all living this in real time and yeah. kind of in a real culture, in a real society, in real moments where, with the push and the pull of all the things, you know? And yet within it, there's just so much wonder. I think you're right, Lisa, about like the... The, glo the, the, the heavens being full of angels. Like, what? 
oh God, you're just showing off now. It's wonderful, you know. And just from what you were saying um, and, and what you were both saying, just this thing of um, context, like the, the wonderful, the, the wonder of it is that obviously it's, it's kind of surprising, but it's not a surprise because mm. God planned this from hundreds and hundreds of years before and it's all kind of leading to this moment and that is just so contemporary because like for me and it goes back to what you're saying that previous episode about um examiner attitude and that curiosity that every single moment um god kind of weaves it together Mm -hmm. for a purpose and a plan um, and those little moments that you think are just ordinary and don't mean anything mm. in your life are going to absolutely have a massive, massive impact. Yeah. Um, so I've got a little story about that, which is that every time I look at an aeroplane, I just think, wow. <laughs> I love right. that. You know, it's like, what Makes on earth? Uh, yeah. Who had that idea? That. How did that happen? Yeah, right. How is that happening? And for a while, um, <laughs> my dad lived right on the, the, the flight path. So you know you can see the underbelly of the mm. plane. Um, and again, it's one of those things, oh, why do you have to live here? It's so noisy and we're right by the dirty planes. But then it's like, wow, yeah. how is it that, that something so heavy is up there? Right. <laughs> um, and there are people in there and looking down yeah. at me. And, and if that, you're listening to this while you're on a plane, you're yeah, safe. Don't freak right, out. You're safe, you're safe. Don't freak out, you're okay. <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm not into aviation. And I know there's lots of people that were responsible for the flight journey but when you look at the Wright brothers I don't know if you know about that story the father was a pastor Mm. and he came home with a a toy helicopter which was made of like rubber and wood and he gave it to the two sons to play with they played with it so much they broke it and they remade a new version and they say that's what kind of got them down this flight Mm. um, journey and so for me it was like that tiny moment where the father presents this gift to their sons and did he know that that was going to create everything that happened mm. afterwards? So for me, I kind of sometimes hold, hold that because it's kind of we don't know the little things that we do, the impact that we all have, which leads to this, this, this bigger mm. wonder. Mm. Um, and I think you can find the wonder in, in, in the big and in the very, so like, the small yeah. moments as yeah. well. It's Try, great. Trying to find them, which, again, comes back to that examiner thing. I'm going to look that up. It's really <laughs> good. Like, it's really good. Um, you might have noticed that producer Andy has fixed the table, so thanks, Andy. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the, uh, uh, he ninjaed in. He's stealthed in. Um, at least I love that, and I can't not do my professional Christian communicator thing, but what you said out loud was the father gave the son a gift absolutely mm. and I'm like preach Lisa like, let's go <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. just going to take myself yeah. off the road to Advent and Lisa's going to have I'm my like, gig <laughs> yep that's it that's it and so which has then led me to a couple of thoughts that I would appreciate you all sharing your opinion on um, John you touched on it a little bit the idea of distraction and you spoke in a previous episode about universally we are time poor so um, and as I have been thinking about that distraction I feel can uh, twin with what you're saying, Lisa, about when did I lose my wonder? Mm. Like, when, when did that go? Like, oh, because I, I've got, like, life admin to do. Like, I've mm. got fuel to put in my car. I've got, mm. like, emails to answer. Like, whoever invented email, like, Jesus loves you, but the rest of us are quite unsure. <laughs> like, the, there, are, there are some things in life, right, that, that happen and get in the way. And so then as I check my um, emotional balance and I go, oh, I'm, 
I'm negative everything. Like I'm way over what I feel I can control or contribute to or like the, the again, so then we factor in this idea of like one that is superfluous, it's frivolous, it's extra, it's extravagant. Now culturally what we're picking up where we live in the world is anything that extra, we're like, well, you're probably gonna have to work twice as hard to enjoy anything mm. that's mm. extra. So now, now it's indulgent and selfish to begin to wonder. Like mm. they are the unspoken lessons that, that we have learned. Mm. And so the more distracted I am and the more time poor I am, the less likely I give myself the capacity to wonder, which then calcifies cynicism in me. And not like in a, so I'm a cynic, but like in a healthy way. <laughs> like that's the value, that's the lens of value I bring to a conversation. Like, okay, but what, what if, right? That's yeah. the yeah. lens of wonder that I carry is like, what if? But I think if we allow distraction to calcify over time, it becomes like cynicism that's unhealthy. Mm. And then we get, well, wonder is childish. Um, wonder yeah. is like, it's, a, it's too expensive. I can't afford it. I've got grown up real things to be to be getting on with right it's like no that's ridiculous so then um if we just kind of continue that how do we restart wonder and i wonder if you could either share some stories from your own experience or some best practice that you have or some people that have helped you or some resources that you would recommend if people connecting with this feel like do you know what yeah i, I do kind of roll my eyes a little bit when like I listen to people have these conversations. I'm like, grow up. Like, the, the sun yeah. comes up and goes down. Yeah. Like, it's all right for you, right? Yeah, the yeah, 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 mindset yeah, yeah. of like, yeah. well, it's all right for you because, mm. and we detach the grace that we expect to receive. We're, we're not as quick to give it away. Um, so then how do we restart wonder? Um, it's a great question because I have a, a very big example. Probably the reason why uh, you could sense when I talk about wonder, I actually mean it, is because uh, that was deeply stolen from me. And so I was a pastor's kid growing up and I'd seen like the smoke and the mirrors, the new church politics, the new, like, you know, the new ins and outs, done it all, like, was getting really disappointed, mm. which is the thief of wonder, disappointment. Yeah. If you get disappointed, you start seeing everything as gray. It's like a, it's like a color that, that colors your lens. Mm. Disappointment and cynicism will then set in because you became disappointed. Nobody sets out to be disappointed. Right. Mm. Uh, and so something happens along the way to kind of, it loses that glare, that, that really shininess of wonder. It kind of gets a bit dull and gets a bit dull and gets a bit. So I, I lost the ability for wonder. And then I came into a church context after years of just being disappointed and not knowing what I thought about Jesus and, and all this kind of stuff. And it all started from like feeling like, I felt like, oh, in an area that God had let me down. I just hadn't talked to him about it. Mm -hmm. I never told him that he'd let me down. I never asked him. And so I held on to it because I, like, I can't ask those questions, mm -hmm. right? So, so then I go down a thing where it's like everything's gray, everything's dull, and, I, and, and wonder loses its shine, and I think, why have these people got hope? So I got walk into a church context, and everybody looks so freaking happy, and I think, <laughs> you absolute idiots. <laughs> like, have you lived under a rock for right. all of yeah. your life? Right. Like, this is yeah. absolute nonsense. Mm. What I didn't know is I didn't see the truth. Mm. And so I was like... I wanted to slap these people over the face because I was like, like genuinely, like why are you yeah. kumbaya your way through life? Like what's happening? And I just didn't understand that I didn't know who God was. Mm. And so then when I had an encounter with, with Wanda, with God, and he showed me like this is what, 
I was like, wow, this story of Jesus mm. is way too good to be true. Mm. And in our culture, we've been forced to think anything that's too good to be true has got T's and C's. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's always like T's and C's. Like you think uh, there's going to be something yeah. that's going to catch. Yeah. It seems way too good to be true, but then you're going to give me some kind of sales pitch after. You're going to give me something like I'm going to be hooked on Netflix for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know, whatever it is. And you always think, so it dulls that as well, the way of yeah. looking at it. And Jesus says, I gave you freely yeah. everything, right. a life without condemnation, without shame, without guilt, without, and it's way too good to be true. And it dumbfounds you mm. because it's so good. And then you think in your human minds that you think it can't be true. Mm. That's what lifted seeing the gospel in action. That's what lifted the, like the gray and the dull and the wow. disappointment and the cynicism and lifted it all off because it was like, what if he actually is who he says he is? Yeah. Right, come on. Like, Such what if? Yeah. And so I started putting it into practice. I said, this is what you say. Let's go step out on it. We'll see on. what happens. Yeah. And every Great. single step, it was like, oh, this is solid. Like, take another step. Oh, this is solid. And so it became like wide-eyed wonder, the yeah, life, right. like, mm. just yeah. following Jesus. Like, oh, wow, like, you're that good. Like, you know, like, and that's why it's like that exploration goes back to the same thing. But some people don't dare go on the journey because they don't dare. And I think I'm speaking to somebody right now. Actually, there's some of you have been in church all of your life. You've never taken a chance on God. Because it's easy. We're sitting in an auditorium here. You might not see it. But it's easy to see a chair. I could tell you this chair that Lisa's sitting on, it's metal. It's blue. It's like uh, like there's some, um, some uh, stuff on it. And it's sit really nice and soft and everything. But unless I sit on it, I won't know if it holds. Mm. And what, pe what happens when, when you're in church for all of your life, you look at chairs, you know exactly what kind of chair, you talk about it, you do it, whatever. But you've never actually let the grace of God catch you. Yeah. Come on. Ever. And so you don't know it's true because you just know it intellectually. You haven't sensed it, seen it, felt it. You haven't been down and out and crying out and say, God, please, would you meet me here? Because I don't, I don't have another option. Mm. Yeah. When you get there, that's when he says, yeah, here I am. And you're like, oh, well, this chair holds. Yeah. Like, I don't have to faith it into yeah. believing. It's yeah, like, I, I just sit on it and it's cool. Like, it's good. Yeah. Uh, so very, very long explanation. It's great. Sorry, man. But it's great. Really don't be yeah. sorry. It's great. Thank you. Lise, John? Um, yeah. And, and I think letting go of the control in your own life um, because what I want to do isn't necessarily what God wants to do, but if I can just let go and try and follow the path that God wants, that is going to be the best for me. Yeah. That's what's going to nourish me. That's what's going to um, give me my creativity, right. give me my closeness, give me my friendship mm. with Jesus. Um, just letting it go and I suppose letting it go means you know I suppose in, in the everyday everything is so busy everything is so controlled um, you know work or commitments things that we have to do but that that relationship with Jesus it's such a special thing mm. Mm. Um, and, and really that is what feeds me that's what's going to nourish me and the moment I lose that which is often because you're trying to juggle everything right, right. Um, 
and I'm trying to be the best mum I can, I'm trying to be the best wife I can, I'm trying to be the best businesswoman I can. Um, and then it's like, actually, with no disrespect to those things, you know, one day I'm going to pass away and my kids are going to be left with what? I want them to know that relationship with Jesus, mm -hmm. that, that that is ultimately more important than anything that I mm. can actually do. And God gives that freely. Wow. Mm. So I don't know what I'm saying really about wonder, yes, but it's just it's just being curious, wanting and being in, intentional. And, and I don't, and I, I, I'm just so aware of like people that don't have that relationship with Jesus. Like, oh, you're saying these things, you're saying these things. But I suppose, you know, being intentional is actually saying, you know what, I put you first, Jesus, and I'm going to try and make space for you in my life. And that means like in the, the, I guess the bigger moments where you have that time with, with God, you're praying and it's intentional, you're going for a walk or whatever. But also for me, it's, it's connecting the dots. Mm -hmm. It's seeing where, you know, what's God asking me to say to this person today? Yeah. What does that mean? Because that person said that to me. Oh, I've just seen that. How does that fit in with God's plan for me? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't believe you know, there are no, when you follow Jesus, there are no coincidences. Mm -hmm. And I think when you don't follow Jesus, you kind of think, oh, that, mm -hmm. that person's lucky or, or, you know, it's just, mm -hmm. it's a different way of yeah. seeing everything. Um, and it's like putting on that pair of glasses and just seeing everything in a, in a really different way. And it, and it, it looks different. It feels different. Mm -hmm. It smells different. Yeah. Um, and it's so good for you. And he just wants to show you love he just wants to show you favor um but you've got to take that step towards him he's not going to force that on you yeah it's good brilliant it's good John. yeah i think for me um sort of going back to the time poor thing um there's seasons and there's seasons in the church and i think sometimes like for me advent is one of those seasons where i intentionally you're saying that word intentional I intentionally approach that season mm -hmm. and say, I'm going to change something. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so there's a writer called Bob Goff, who I, just makes me <laughs> smile, uh, who quits something every Thursday. Um, <laughs> I, I just love that. He, he adjusts something uh, and says, I'm going to change something every single Thursday. And I think the seasons in the church and seasons in life, when we say, okay, I don't have the time for that, but actually where my heart is, my treasure will be also. And so where, mm. where, where I'm going to invest my time and for Advent is one of those intentional times of the year where I say, I'm going to adjust things in order to create space mm. to be able to do this. Great. Um, and one of the things I, I, I would regularly do during Advent is more of an extended time of just some silence and solitude. Great. And just mm. nice. instead of trying to fill that time with some new knowledge about God, it's filling that time with being with him. Yeah, um, so good. Without an expectation. Yeah. But but also coming knowing that he is the God that exceeds my expectations mm. and something happens in that space yes. um, that, that always makes me go, wow. Yeah, right. Um, and so something really practical there that I would say for Advent, there's, a, there's an opportune moment to say, actually, I am going to readjust something. Mm. Uh, and, and 24 days, let's do it. The contrarian in me really likes in a time of year where people are looking to add more. Yeah. It's like, let's take away. Take, yeah. Um, I think that's super powerful. The That speaks to me about the radical nature of the kingdom of God. Yeah. Of like, when everything is moving this way, maybe God is asking you to uh, absolutely. move mm. that way. Mm. And not as a thumbing of your, of your nose at what's going on, but like to be fully present in what's happening in a cultural moment, but to, like you've talked about, like there's a, there's a parallel culture that exists here. Yeah that doesn't end in, so we are, as a, as a household, we're experiencing 
our youngest learning like, oh, like the hype and the adrenaline leading up to a birthday or an event might actually be what you're excited about. Yeah. And there is no crash like watching them experience when the thing is over yeah. and how grumpy they are <laughs> and how cross they are and how frustrated they are. And so we have uh, these kingdom opportunities to, to walk parallel lines with people to say, but, but this way of being doesn't end in that like adrenaline dump and yeah. crash mm -hmm. and disappointment and brokenness and fear and failure but it leads to health and life and renewal and you know the the adventure continues yeah. rather than like well, I can I can decorate the house I can put the movie on I can play the music I can make the gingerbread but but then really it's all got to go back in the box and it's got to go back in the loft and it's got to go away and right. we get to enjoy it for a little while but like this way of life mm -hmm. um yeah. keeps building and building and building and building and to Isaac's point like that, well, that sounds too good to be true. Like, mm. We have a word for that, and we call it grace. Like, the, the, when it sounds too good to be true, and like, but what, what did I do to, to, why am I getting blessed again today? Or it's not even Christmas Day. It's not even like, what did I do yeah, to yeah. get this good again today? Or it's like, no, no, like, there's this parallel kind of path that is happening through mm. our existence that points to Jesus. Um, yeah, Sarah, please. Yeah, I think. Um I'm just loving listening to the conversation, if I'm honest. But I think, for me, um, two things that have been really helpful is embracing mystery. Great. So I know we've talked about that in other yep. podcasts, but I, um, the part of the Christian world that I'm part of has so for so long wanted to find certainties. You know, mm. we want to be able to describe who Jesus is. We want to be able to invite people. We don't want to, like, I'm of... I was um, an itinerant evangelist for years, and I was very conscious of not wanting to sell people a lie about what I was inviting them mm. to know or who to mm. know. And so, you know, you want to try and make it clear as much as you possibly can about the creator of the universe and the savior of the world. <laughs> uh, like, this is who Jesus is. In 20 and this minutes, is what about. if possible. But I think <laughs> in, in that, you, you can lose some of the mystery and apologetics. Yes. You can lose some of the mystery. Um, and over the last couple of, I would maybe say the last five years, that's something that I have intentionally gone, God, there are things I don't understand about you. And rather than being scared of that, being yeah. excited about yeah, that. There yeah. are things I don't understand about yeah. how you work in the world. I'm not afraid of that because I know that you're good. I'm not afraid of that because I know mm. you're faithful. I'm not afraid of that because I know you're unfailing in love. So that just means there's more of you to discover. There's more of you to explore. Mm. And so rather than being afraid of mystery or wanting to try and find ways to describe God... And also to describe that to others, lots of my family don't follow Jesus, and so I often feel like I'm making a case for who he is. Um, and in a particular season of life that's been quite challenging for me, to be, to be able to say to them with honesty, I, I don't understand, mm. but God is still so loving and so faithful. And I, I have known things about God and about who he is and experienced those things in ways that I can't put words to because of what's happened to me. Right. Um, and so I think one of the things is mystery. Like, if you're thinking, I... That's okay for you to wonder, but I need certainty. Um, God is certain. You're right. <laughs> but there is so much more for him to discover that diamond picture. Like, God is certain. Yeah. God is reliable. God is trustworthy. But he is other. He is yeah. holy. He is wonderful. Um, and then the second thing is play. Like, figure out how to play again. Um, I think... At least I was really... Like, yeah, when did we stop the wonder? Like, I... Maybe it's the... Um, for those who follow the Enneagram 7 in me, but like I see a puddle and I want to splash in it because everything is like, you're a 45-year-old woman, Sarah. You're responsible. You should have... I'm like, nope, I'm going to splash in that puddle. So it might not be splashing puddles for you, but it might be something you're like, oh, coloring books have become like the thing again, you know? Like maybe... Or Lego. 
like, or some, just something that it allows you to tap into um, 15 minutes where I'm not being productive, I'm not being effective, I'm not getting a to-do list done, I'm just playing. Great. And being aware of God's kind of delight in that, I guess. Great. It's the exploration that's moved humanity forwards. Mm. And I think that's why it's so important that we keep keep it at the forefront uh like you know the first expeditions people went on it's like mm, what's over here mm. like do you know what i mean like like yeah. and in the same way there's so much in god like um to go and find mm. you know when you if you read like revelation or back into daniel any of the prophets like all the words are like every three words are like like yeah. So it's like a man, like fire, like swords. They literally they're seeing stuff. They ain't got a clue what it is. Yeah, They've got right. no grid yeah. for it, and they're like, maybe it's a sword. Like it's the <laughs> most like thing that I know. Mm. Like because their vocabulary is getting blown out mm. of. And so, if he's more than we can ask, dream or imagine, then there will be things that you mm. don't know about yet. Mm. And I think embracing the mystery is so so key, because. If there is no mystery, you are God. Yeah. You have made God in your own image mm. because you can explain him. Yeah. And as when there's like people ask me, because we go to the gym or whatever, what do you think about this element of God? I'm like, I'm not sure, to be honest. Mm. I haven't got that far yet. <laughs> That's okay. Because yeah. it means that people are like, oh, okay, you don't think you're like a know-it-all. You're actually on a journey. Mm. And that language is helpful for people that are outside of the faith to be like, I don't know, but do you want to come have a look with me? Mm, mm. I'm not sure. Yeah. And that, because sometimes we can come across as like, I know it all, I know how it ends, I know how it starts. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. And that's really tough because you can't join in the journey if, mm. if that's the case. Mm. And so be humble enough to say, I don't know. And then if somebody says like, you know, something about pain or whatever, I don't really understand that. Mm. Yeah. But I do know he says, God says he's near to the brokenhearted. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why that person passed away. I don't know why, you know, things exist and stuff. I don't know. But I'll go on the journey and go find out. Mm. Like, let's go dig in. Let's go find out what it is. Um, Super helpful, man. There's some things as we just kind of bring this episode to a conclusion. There's some things as we are moving through some of our Advent devotionals and thoughts and ideas and through wonder, I think we see, uh, we've referenced Mary's Magnificat before, um, but that is a song about exactly mm. the things that we've, that we've talked about. You will see if you've got some of the devotional resources for our community believers uh, for this Christmas time, shepherds respond to wonder. Mm. Um, and we, we know it's a kind of, um, we don't need to put it down too heavy, but like to appear to the shepherds is superfluous to appear mm. to the shepherds is is God's way of doing God things and mm. um, they're not the group that you're supposed to be turning up to um, and their response is perhaps not culturally what was expected of them their response was praise and wonder I think about um, the kings as they made their adventure uh, they're moved again depending on your tradition years ahead of mm. Jesus' actual incarnation. They saw a sign and responded to it years ahead of the moment. Like wonder has motivated their exploration. Yeah. And then when they get there, they are prepared to forfeit like at enormous extravagance to worship at the feet of King yeah. Jesus, um, who in that moment doesn't look like a king in any no. capacity that's familiar to us. And so I wonder, um, I'm going to ask Sarah to pray for us to kind of bring this episode together. Mm -hmm. But... Um, we have referenced here in, in community Strawn Coleman, um, and there's a, a book that he released at the beginning of the year called Beholding, and in that he quotes one of his prayer books, and he says this, 
You're not a product to be consumed, but a wonder to behold. Mm. Father, make me your beholder. Um, and I wonder as we kind of think about all of these things, that, and thank you all so much for, again, giving us the gold, giving us the best of, of you to help us engage with these ideas. I wonder if we can kind of carry that. And Sarah, if you could kind of yeah. lead us in, in some prayer, that'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Okay. So whatever you're doing as you listen to this podcast, if you are able to just take a few moments to pause, you might be kind of doing the cleaning or the housework or, you know, whatever. Um, if you're able to and you just want to pause, because I, I'd love to give us a bit of time to behold God. Um, if you can't do that, that's absolutely fine. You can do that on the go. But if you want to find some time and space to do that, then please do that. Um, I wonder if you'll just pause, you'll just stop. If it's helpful for you to close your eyes, you can do that. Maybe picture Jesus. Maybe picture the manger. Maybe picture shepherds crowding around. Maybe picture wise men bringing gifts. Maybe picture parents scared, excited, nervous, gazing into the face of a beautiful baby. Maybe that's a helpful image for you to behold the wonder that this is God to behold the wonder that this is what God is willing to do for you. To behold the wonder that the limitless one limited himself to a human body out of love for you. To behold and wonder that Jesus loves you so much. He was willing to leave the wonders of heaven to come to the earth. He was willing to live a life of grace and truth. He was willing to give up that life for you and I. He was willing and able to overcome death, is alive, ascending to the right hand of the Father. Even now as we are praying, He is praying on your behalf. Behold Jesus. What do you see that's new? What do you feel? What do you experience, what do you encounter that you've not noticed before? And how does the Spirit want to speak to you about wonder? Let me finish with these words from a, a really famous hymn by Charles Wesley called Love Divine or Love's Excelling. I love the last sentence. It says, finish then thy new creation, pure and spotless, let us be. Let us see thy great salvation, perfectly restored in thee, changed from glory into glory, till in heaven we take our place, till we cast our crowns before thee, lost in wonder, love and praise. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much. Thank you all for being here. Uh, we have one to go. So one if you uh, have got the... Uh, energy, the Christmas enthusiasm, then we uh, invite you to join us on that. Thank you so much for being here. Get your questions in podcast at elamlifechurch.co.uk and we will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.